Kelsey, Kelsey, Bobelsey, Banana, Fana, Fofelsey, Fee, Fi, Momelsey, Kelsey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. And you know why? Why? Because you're Kelsey. Yay. I, I don't think you get appreciated enough. I really don't. You do <laughs> so much to bring to the show. Well, and so thank I'm you. To talk to you. I'm excited to be here. This is the first time I've ever done a pod other than Yef's. Yeah? Yeah. How long have, well, start off, how did you meet Yef? It was through Pokemon Go, right? Yeah, it was. So um, <laughs> this is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed of our Pokemon Go habit, and he is too, so it's kind of funny. But yeah, so I met him. I remember I was waiting for a raid, and it was early morning, so it was like 7 a.m., and I... I was in our little downtown area of our little town that he used to live in. Mm -hmm. And he drove up in this really nice car and it was all black. It had like the tinted windows and he gets out and he's in all black and he's like dressed up and ready for like an office job. And I'm like, this dude is lost. This dude does not belong here. Like, who is this guy? And he's like, are you guys doing the Pokemon raid and we're like yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like this guy does not belong here at all this is so weird and then we just did the raid and then he left and I was like that guy plays Pokemon like that was weird and he doesn't remember that at all no? so he doesn't yeah he doesn't think that that's when we met he thinks we met when he and Mrs. Yeti before she was Mrs. Yeti, rode their bikes to another Pokemon raid that I was at. And it was like a Tyranitar raid. And he thinks that we met at that one, but that was the second time I met him. So yeah, that's how we met. This is one of those times where I disappeared for about three seconds. So can you retell the story of the second time you met him? Yeah. So it was also at a Pokemon raid, but it was at a different one. And he rode his bike in with mrs yeti before she was mrs yeti and her bike and it was at a park and it was just us and then some other guy and he thinks that that's the first time we met but that was actually the second time we met it was the so first was... Mm-hmm. oh good. Uh, I was but just... the first time was oh sorry <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> no go ahead you go ahead Okay. So the first time you met, he showed up looking like either he was lost or he was, you know, looking to buy or sell drugs. And uh, the second time is when you were guys were with that really weird guy that he ended up taking mountain climbing later, right? No, it was like a totally different guy. Oh, okay. so yeah. So we met the the guy he took mountain climbing a little bit later, but he was still part of that same group. So, but he didn't look like he was like, buy, like going to buy or sell drugs. He just looked too fancy to be with a bunch of Pokemon weirdos. Like, I gotcha. In our town, all the Pokemon people are like super overweight or methed out. And they all have like pink, purple, green, blue hair. And they're tatted up and they stink. And they just don't seem like they're the right kind of people. And I started play in it because of my kid and then I just got hooked on it and started playing while she was at school so I had like just dropped her off at school and went to do this raid and then he drives up in this nice car 
is dressed up very nice and had his hair all combed and like quaffed, I guess. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this dude does not belong with these weirdos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I get it. That sounds exactly like whenever Pokemon Go first came out, um, you would see all these like herds of people everywhere in Spokane. And it was exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. Just weird people that I'm like, maybe I'm I'm being a snob, but I was like, no, no, I have if that's mm-hmm. the kind of people that gather and do their thing, i I got better things to play. Totally. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like he stuck out because he didn't look like one of the other weirdos. Right. You know, so that's why I remember him so well. But the first time I met Mrs. Yeti was the time that Yef thinks I met him for the first time. Gotcha. That makes sense. So you were the most normal person out of that group of people. So they just kind of gravitated towards you, huh? I uh, maybe or I gravitated towards them, I think. One of the two. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like you're gonna be my friend and you're gonna like it (laughs) okay so how did you end up starting to be on his podcast so we actually um just started like messaging each other we had like a messenger group of people and um people that we would meet through pokemon would be added to the group and like his good friend ace guy um was in that group and we just started adding people along the way, like different people we would game with. So like he had uh, Ryan number one that he used to game with all the time. So then he joined the messenger group and we all just started chatting as friends. Mm-hmm. And then um, he actually had another podcast that I was part of before this one called the Iron. Oh, yeah. It was called the Iron Wolf Pack. Okay. Which subsequently was also the name of like our um clans and like destiny too mm-hmm. um, it was our clan name i think it still is but anyway yeah. um yeah and so um so yeah so we started a, a podcast then and it just kind of fell apart after i want to say it was only like six or eight episodes maybe uh-huh. and um and then our friendship just kind of fell apart around that same time like things just got weird for some reason i don't even remember and then I didn't talk to them for like a year. Really? And yeah. So like when we joke about people fucking off for like three, four months or up to a year, that's why, because we do like, we will get sick of each other because we talk multiple times every day and then we'll get sick of each other. And then someone's like, fuck you. No, fuck you. And then we just will like leave and not talk to each other again until we miss each other and then come back together. So and then it's um, like you never left. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah. so, yeah, so we had that other pod. And then um, Jeff, was, it's always been his dream to start a podcast. So when that one didn't work out and we started talking again and all of our friends were talking again, he wanted to try again and was like, hey, like, I really want to do this. And so um, we had some conversations about like the formatting and is it going to be our pod or is it going to be your pod and how is this going to work? Cause that was part of the reason why the last one fell apart was because it, it really was supposed to be Jeff's podcast, but all of us felt like we had some ownership in it. And so there was just like, you know, we just a lot kinda... of creative head butting. Uh, yeah, I think so. And um, so that's what killed the last one, but this one is working a lot better because it's always been his dream and it's his his baby you know so right. 
as long as we all understood like yeah we're guests we're guests on it but we're we don't own the pod it's always been his so that kind of helped set the tone for how it it was gonna go and i think it's just been really successful under his leadership so yeah okay i dropped out that was me oh yeah i was just gonna say like that it's just been really successful because we all had the understanding that it was his baby and and it's been good yeah well you guys are coming up on a hundred episodes is that something that you thought uh, when you guys first started like back in because you started showing up uh well um costa rico is your first one wasn't it i think it was 8750 i think it was the second one if i'm remembering correctly but it's funny because like i had been involved in the talks for it and everything but i was like i just want to be like a occasional guest like i don't want to be like in the nitty-gritty of this podcast like Mm -hmm. i'll just be on occasionally right and so that's why i didn't come in until later but um we had been friends since way before that i think we we started being friends like back in 2014 or 15 no no it wasn't it was 2016 that seems like it's not that long ago but yet it seems like a lifetime ago doesn't it totally yeah like he he knew my kid when he was still like teeny tiny like just a few weeks old wow yeah that is that's super cool um so did you think that you guys would make it to 100 oh yeah sorry i got distracted there (laughs) no i distracted you so it's okay we 87 50'd it (laughs) but no i i really didn't know um i it's hard for me to think about it that we've made it this far just because like i said the last one didn't didn't get up and going even but this one is really taken off and I, I, there was no way to know that it was going to do that until we got into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you are known in the 87 universe as Aunt Snowflake, Karen and Mama Kelzu. Oh, um, I know. Uh, I know you got the Mama Kelzu from being known as the responsible one in your group, correct? Yeah. Well, so I have always been kind of known as the responsible one. And we talk about that a little bit in um, Costa Rica, which we'll get into later. But yeah, so all growing up, I've always been like, very wise for my age, very mature for my age. And so I just kind of developed this responsibility for everyone that Mm -hmm. I didn't really need to have. But um, and it just carries over into all of my relationships just being like a mama bear all the time yeah I think that's why I connect with you when I listen to you on the podcast is because I'm I was always the responsible one in any situation um in all of my groups I'm the one that people come to with their problems I'm the one that Mm -hmm. um I find it funny when um Jeff calls himself the uh pizza lawyer yeah because I, I've been calling myself a dollar store therapist for years. Yes. Um, just, just because that's like, people just open up to me and I, I'm cool with that. And I have different insights to, or a different way of thinking and it works. 
Yeah. Um, that, that's funny. Cause that happens to me too. Like everywhere I go, I was at Starbucks the other day and this dude told me that his day was getting, it was bad in the morning, but it was getting better. And he thinks it's because he, his meds are kicking in. And I was like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I went to buy a car one time. And this lady, she's just talking. We're talking about the car. Next thing I know, she has grandkids. She's a casual pot smoker. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's divorced. And I'm like, ooh, I like your car. Can I buy it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, like, I'm just here to do business. We don't have to be best friends. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and. You know, I've listened to your Karen stories and I, you know, they're they're not necessarily things that I personally would complain about, but I don't think they're that bad. So I get uh, when they call you Karen, because I've seen some Karen. Cody's mom came up great idea about having a Karen segment for either uh, presenting it to Yak for his show or for 8751. And so I was doing researching um, Karen's Gone Wild on Twitter. And oh, oh. (laughs) let me tell you, I wouldn't, you are, you are, okay, I wouldn't call you a Karen. I would call you a a Carrie. How's that? That's better. (laughs) Oh, and I don't get the snowflake. I don't think you melt that often. I think you take, I mean, you take a lot of crud crap shit whatever you want to talk or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it from uh Yeppy and cody and you do it with love and i appreciate that oh yeah because i know that they're just ribbing me and i i grew up with three brothers so like i can handle a ribbing but it's taken a while i think with um yef specifically because he he used to be a lot meaner than he is now like he 2022 yef is a lot nicer than he was back in like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been you really think working. Baby Yeti had a, pro- uh, a little hand in that. Oh, for sure. Like, and yeah. Mrs. Yeti too. Like he's just settling in and not being so wild and crazy, but um, yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I think being friends with him has helped me over time, learn how his style of humor is and, um just getting to know him after a while like I used to get really offended Mm -hmm. um and I think that's where the Karen things uh stemmed from or at least started Mm -hmm. to some degree because I would be like like whatever and I would get really mad (laughs) but now not so much because I know he it's like in love and it's all for just fun you know when I first started hanging out in 8750 there were some times I'm all like oh I am so afraid of like, I don't, I don't want to be on the podcast, like being talked about on the podcast about something innocent that I thought I was doing, but really like set Yef off. So oh, I was yeah. like walking on eggshells for a little bit. And I remember it was the big uh, calling uh, Skeets herpes. And <laughs> I was like, that's mean guy. Yeah. And uh, oh, and then after that whole conversation, I wasn't upset. I was just like, well, that's kind of mean. I don't know if I can hang out with people. They're just so blatantly mean like that, calling their friends herpes. But then it was like after that whole conversation, I was like, oh, no, I get it. Okay, we're all we're all good. Be a duck, Loretta. Oh, no. Be a duck. 
We lost you, Loretta. Oh no, am I back? We lost you, yeah. Hello. There you are. Hi. Hi. Okay, <laughs> I heard you singing. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> where'd we lose me at? Um, we lost you at. I don't know. I have ADHD, so. Oh, it's cool. I was just saying after the whole herpes conversation, oh, yeah. I learned I needed to be a duck and just let it roll. Just mm-hmm. let it roll off. And if it's something that I think I'm offended about, be like, no, just chill. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be offended about. Yeah. So the thing is, is like, Yeffy will say really mean things, but he he never means it personally. Like he's just doing it because it's funny. Yeah. And the sooner you realize that he's just saying it because it's funny, it may not actually be something that he believes or feels. He's just doing it for laughs. Uh-huh. Then it makes it easier to understand. Right. But I'm a sensitive snowflake, which is why my nickname is Snowflake. Um, I'm super sensitive. And so it took me a long time to get, to get down with his sense of humor. But Mrs. Yeti has been really instrumental in helping me understand him because... Yeah when I would get upset, she was like the buffer. Like when he says that he's his PR person, he's not joking. Like she really is good at, you know, mediating his Uh sense of humor (laughs) with people who were upset. Like she's like, Oh no. Like, you know, he didn't mean it like that. Or, you know, I can understand why you feel this way. And then she would like talk to him like in group chat, like she would come and mediate with us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that's that's a and i say this in the utmost respect and, and that's a, a 40 cow wife right there and that means like that is a wife it you know worth her weight in gold and in back in the day you know cows were like gold so that's a 40 cow wife right there yeah so oh and one of the running gags throughout the podcast is the dang backpack that you threw away Oh and, yeah, and we have the uh, the homeless man that that took it. Mm-hmm. So why? Uh, okay, I understand that it's a gag. It's a running gag about you being upset. But w- were you really upset? Oh no, no, N- no. I've never been upset about that. Okay, yeah. The teaser are a lot. So I was wondering if you actually had like what we affectionately call a Karen moment over it because a homeless man dug I through don't your think garbage. So I mean, I could or- be wrong. Maybe I did, but. I don't remember ever being really mad about that. We just joke about it because, first of all, we have a huge homeless problem in our town. Right. And um, I had this really nice backpack that I bought to go hiking, really, with um, Yef and Mrs. Yeti. I really wanted to hike with them and get in shape. And so I went all out and I got all the gear and I was so excited and we went on one hike and I could not hack it. Like I could not hang with them because they're very athletic and they climb a lot of mountains. And that's why he goes by Yeti because he's a mountain man and um, they live in the mountains and they hike all the time. And so I really could not hang, Um, but I wanted to really bad. So I went hiking alone um, later on still couldn't hack it but i sure gave it a try yeah Um, but i got like the nicest gear and i was like i don't use this anymore like i i haven't been in a very long time and so i don't use it and trying to sell stuff has always been a problem so like it's just frustrating to try to sell stuff so i was just like i'm just gonna put this in the dumpster with the rest of the stuff and some dude came and like hopped in my dumpster 
probably some meth head just finding nice gear, you know, that uh -huh. he could resell for drugs. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, he hopped in the dumpster and he took this backpack. And I was like, well, that's fine. I was just going to throw it away anyways. But right. Yes, gave me shit for it because it's a very nice backpack. It was like an Osprey backpack, like a really top of the line, like hiking gear. Right. Backpack. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah. You, you've never been hiking and you decided to get this backpack that carries what, like 50, 60 pounds of weight. Did you load um, it all up before you went? I think it was like a, like a 20 or 30 pounder. But I, I did load it up like Yef even um, helped me like with what I should put in it for emergencies and whatever. And if you get lost, you're going to need all this stuff. So I had like tons of gear. I had like the hiking poles and I had like the sunscreen and the toilet paper and the, you know, everything that you would need, like right uh, bear spray even in there. Um, yeah. So it you're was like, like ready to go. Oh, I think. Am I still here? Yeah, you're still here. Awesome. Okay, let's, uh, uh, I totally lost my train of thought right there. So uh, we're going to move on to episode 91, Bag of Kings. Oh, yeah. This, so go ahead. This episode was nuts. And that's what? why I love it so much. It was, Lolly is like, she's definitely a female version of yeah. Um, mm -hmm. With the way she talked, it seemed like Yep just totally got a, uh, like steamrolled uh he lost <laughs> control of the podcast uh, yeah <laughs> so what was your first impression of lolly i love her i love her she's hilarious she just has like such a commanding presence and it was really funny to listen to her give yef a run for his money and she just had the energy that made you laugh and the stories and I'm not even sure if I believe half of her stories but she told them so well and just had like the way she would laugh and the different voices that she did it was just so fun to listen to so I really enjoyed this episode she had like a perfect way of her pauses uh, in particular the one where she was talking about um no hands man which we'll talk about down the road but mm -hmm. the way she told that story, you were just like, I don't care if it's true or not. This is like, this is, it's great. Mm -hmm. um, and then she sit there, she start, she starts bragging about how she's the number one fan. And I have to tell her, it's, if she ever listens to this, you couldn't even remember that I was on Twitter. As much as I interacted with you, Miss Lolly, you couldn't even remember <laughs> that I was on Twitter. Oh, you're going to tell me. <laughs> you're going to take my spot. Ain't gonna happen, lady. Oh, we're um, in trouble now, Lolly. Yeah. And I was incorrect. I kept saying, no, she spells it with an I. She spells it with an I, but she spells it with a Y, which I learned when I re-listened. Mm -hmm. L-O-L-L-Y. Yeah, and Cody gave me shit for that because I spelled it with a Y and he was like, she spells it at the beginning of the episode. Yes. And I'm like, um, yeah, well, uh, I re-listened and I'm like, oh, it is a Y. So sorry, Lolly, about that. I was referring to you as a Japanese underage kink object. And Ooh. I didn't mean to. Oopsie doopsie. Uh, whoops. I don't <laughs> think she didn't mind though. Yeah, and I think um I think isn't that L O L I from what Cody it, was saying? I couldn't remember. You guys tried so many different spelling um mm -hmm. things. I couldn't remember if it was L O L I or L O L L I. 
or but I'm gonna try to do better about spelling it with a Y now. Yeah. That's um, all you can do. But she gives, yeah, I mean, like you said, a run for his money on the speed of the way she talks mm-hmm. and the amount of gaslighting she gives when she tells the Oh yeah. A gas oven and you you just turn her on and you you fill her up with stuff, but you don't light it and she just like <laughs> oozes out. Yeah. All the gas with all the fumes. Yeah, she just kept going. She was like the little energizer bunny. It was hilarious. And she she could just I mean, I see now why she does her podcast by herself because she totally can. She has that type of personality that's just funny and hilarious and she like gets a spark off of her own story, if that makes sense. Like Yes. Yeah. Well, have you listened to her show? Um have you I have seen like snippets of it on um, her Twitter, but I haven't actually done a full episode yet because I'm not sure how like in depth she gets with the murders. And I usually have my kids in the car. Right. Um, I want to say she get. I've heard more in depth ones, um, but I don't think it's something you really want to listen to while you have the, your kids in the car. Yeah. See, that's uh, what I was afraid of. This is what shocked me the most about it is listening to her podcast. She has like the super silky, smooth jazz story. You're like, I would almost want to fall asleep if I wasn't listening about someone getting horribly dismembered. Um, oh, yeah. And it's just, she talks real slow and real just melodic. And then she comes on, and this is what I'm expecting from, you know, when she comes on 8750. And no, no, it is quite <laughs> the opposite. It is nowhere even near that. She's just like, she's she's like a bull and you poked her in the rear with a hot iron and you're like, go. Yeah. And she did. And it was just so funny. It was great. I loved it. It was fun to listen to Yef as like a co-host instead of like the host, if you know what I mean. Like she took over that episode and it was fun to like hear him interact with her uh-huh. in a way that he expects us to interact with him. Right. That, yeah. Revolt, uh, role reverse. And he had no say in it. It's just mm-hmm. like, she was like, I'm here. Uh, she was what I imagined myself to be whenever I came onto the show. And I was not. <laughs> oh, well, you were on an episode that had four four people and so it's kind of hard to get a word in edgewise when there's so many people that all have you know big personalities and I've been there and so yeah but you you are funny you just didn't get enough airtime I am funny but um well it wasn't (laughs) that the last show I was you know I get I'm listening this is what I do I listen to you guys right Mm -hmm. so I totally kind of forgot to interject myself into the story or into the conversation because you guys are doing you guys and I'm laughing and I am having just a grand old time. I was, and then, you know, my whole phone situation, I'll get that fixed. So she goes in, they go into their actual true crime uh, versus true crime story. And it was, she had some good stories, but she did not get what actual true crime was at all. Oh, no. Nope. And that's okay, because she was like, I mean, the main premise of that episode was just all of her bad dating experiences. Yes. So, so yes. I was like, 
even when they like tried to switch the subject it would just come back to another bad day she <laughs> i know because the next i was like i couldn't believe she didn't believe dogs had periods and i'm mm-hmm. like um and that was because of a bad dating experience that she now knows that dogs have periods yeah um. that dog was wearing a diaper and it freaked her out but um <laughs> yeah and they were like yeah like what did you think happened like yeah girl dogs have periods (laughs) (laughs) she was like you're shitting me like that's not real (laughs) so great i know okay and then okay so they start talking about you know they're doing their true crime versus actual crime back and forth and they talk about luke magnata oh yeah luca magnata do you know the rest of the story of that the, of that guy like i he's he's well known for being the cat killer but do you know the rest of that story i i remember watching um the like don't fuck with cats mm-hmm. documentary and it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember that he he did kill somebody he did he- and he like hit it really well and like put he would take different bags to the dumpster on different days right no um no no he he cleaned his apartment out all in the same evening what oh yeah what he did um no the different day guy was the other story um that lolly was telling and his name um totally escapes me right now um but luca magnata actually his cat thing the don't fuck with cat things that was just the beginning he actually ended up uh luring this guy into his apartment and um filming himself and this guy you know getting a little bit intimate and then he ends up dismembering this guy and you know stabbing stabbing him and dismembering him and some really gross things happen on video right on video yeah and he posted it on video and he posted people were like watching it and oh that that she brought up the luca magnata story on the podcast i'm like please don't tell that whole thing because that story scarred me i listened Mm -hmm. to sword and scale and i have because I, I can't handle that story at all. And I love, like, I love that stuff because I'm twisted in the head. It's more for psychology reasons than it is, like, mm-hmm. really into true crime. And I'm talking a lot, I can tell. Okay, let's No, see. no, I'm the same way. Like, I'm agreeing with you because I also love true crime. I think it's a girl thing. Like, there's a lot of women out there that are really interested in, in true crime. And it probably is for the psychology of it more often than not like i don't care about the blood and guts and gore and like all that but i i'm fascinated by the way that these people think right what the hell is going on in their heads that's totally. what i want to know because there's things that i think i mean i think some really screwed up things but i have no desire to ever really act it out so i want to know <laughs> what is it what what is in my brain that keeps me from doing these things versus what is in theirs that they, they don't just even give a they don't give a fuck. They just do yeah. it. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like I love watching like crime shows and stuff, but mm-hmm. it was funny to hear Lolly like go into an act, like a actual true crime, like a true crime thing. And then Yef's like, not nah, like actual true crime is ducks in the middle of the road. Right. <laughs> but then she goes and tells another bad dating story. And I think that is the best actual true crime. Um she hits us with four dating experience stories during this mm-hmm. episode. 
She hits mm-hmm. us with the no hands man. She yep. hits us with the uh, bag of kinks guy, the handcuff man. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hits us with the slippery slide into the sewage pipe man. Yep. Which one out of all of those were your favorite? I think the no hands guy was my favorite. Because um, she just didn't want to be an ableist. So she slept with him even though she didn't want to. And he lied to her. And that just cracked me up. I loved that so much. Like, she's like, I just didn't want to be an ableist. So. <laughs> right. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, no. He. Oh. <laughs> He lied to you, girl. Don't do it. Lied. No. Was- no, she said she like she did it because she didn't want to be an ableist. And then she left and that was the end of the relationship, their their interaction. Um, but I you know, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I bet you seeing his little acorn pee PB and the smell had a lot to do with it. I don't think it was just that he lied. I don't I think she just doesn't want to be an ableist enough to admit that. Oh, for sure. And the other thing, too, is like when she was describing the smell, like, have you ever seen Dr. Pimple Popper? No. Okay, so it's super, I can't handle the pops, like, but I think that the doctor herself is hilarious. But she compares every single thing that she pulls out of someone's skin with a food. Oh, so it's like yeah. mashed potatoes or oh. this or this looks like scallops or this looks like chicken. It's like always some sort of food. And so when Lolly was talking about the smell that was emanating from this dude's balls and she's like, it smelled very sharp and it was like cheddar and gorgonzola yeah. and gouda and just like all of these different types of cheeses that have very fragrant odors and uh-huh. and then she started talking about how it was crunchy and she was oh. like and i was like oh my god like <laughs> you are gonna make me gag i was like i'll never eat cheese again like i cannot <laughs> eat cheese ever again like i'm because i it was like the way she described it was so she was describing it so vividly that you could actually almost smell yes her story it was so gross you could visually see it like i'm just picturing like the this crusty penis and you know like just and with with underneath their ball sack yeah Um, and he hasn't washed in who knows how long because he didn't have hands to get down on it yeah oh i can't do it i can't have you ever had an experience like that? No, um, I have not. But I will say that I sold this um, episode to my sister because my sister has dated a lot. Um, uh-huh. She is very tall, dark, like olive toned skin, long haired, beautiful. And she's gone out on a lot of dates. And it's funny because her and I look very opposite. Like mm-hmm. I am short and stocky and I have blonde hair and very white skin and I burn if I go out into the sun. And so we're, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I, I never really dated anyone until I met my husband. Um, so that's just kind of a fun fact about me. Like I never really had any dates, but my sister has gone on a lot of dates with all kinds of people because she just wants to get to know anyone. 
and Uh everyone. Yeah. And so she has all of these crazy stories. And one of them that sticks out in my mind is this time that she went out to dinner with someone, didn't tell anyone where she was going or what she was doing. So no one knew she was out on a date. And this guy was like, hey, why don't you come back to my house? Um, And so she was like, all right, let's go. So he takes her to this reservoir and his house is actually like a sailboat with a cabin. No. Yeah. And she was like, uh, what? But she's like, well, it could be nice. Like the, the sun has gone down and there's light like shimmering off the water and I'll give this guy a try. So she gets on the boat with him. They go out into the middle of the reservoir no. and the, the engine dies. In the middle of the reservoir. Like she has no way to get back to shore. She's stuck with this dude. And he's like trying to put the moves on her. Like it's not a big deal that they're stuck. And she's starting to freak out. Like I I want to be able to get home. And so he was like, oh, it's fine. And he kept like trying to get her to like just have sex with him. Even uh-huh. though she was super scared. And she's like, this guy is creeping me out. And he had this dog that was like a chihuahua. And she said it was just barking the whole time, just like yip yapping the whole time. And it was like she was stuck on this boat with this dude for hours and he was just creeping her out. And finally, she was able to, like, call the Coast Guard to come help her get back to shore. But she thought she was going to die. She was like, this dude's going to kill me. Like she was getting those types of vibes from him. And um, yeah, so she had she has some crazy stories like there's another time where she was on the back of a motorcycle with some dude and he drove her up like the sketchiest road and was going like 120 miles an hour with her on the back. And she was terrified. I so I mean, she has some stories like this. And I was like, you have to listen to this episode because I was like, this lady is seriously you like like you have to hear it and so she was like I would love that like and I told her about the no hands man and she was like there's no way that's real that there's no way that's a real story and I was like she says it's real so you have to listen to it and you'll have to tell me so I still have yet to hear what her thoughts were on this episode but I was pretty excited that she at least agreed to listen to it oh yeah yeah Um, do you have any bad dating experiences like that well when I um when I joined the military, I was 17 and um, I had zero dating experience. And I, I grew up in a little town north of uh, Sandpoint, Idaho. I had no experience with the world, nothing. And so I joined the, the Navy and here they are. They put me on this ship with people from all over the world, all you know, all over the United States. And I just go buck wild. I was doing some crazy <laughs> Um, I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I have way more dating stories than I, I probably should. Let's see here. Let me think of a good one. It's, it's similar to Lolly's uh, man, but Ooh. he he didn't. He had hands. Um, he was he was just kind of a little overweight. Well, a lot overweight. And I had drove. This is when I was living in Florida. And I drove like an hour and a half to meet him. And he's like, let's let's go get something to eat. I'm like, okay, cool. So he takes me to a mall place. What do they call him? A mall. Oh, a food court. A food court. Yeah. So he takes me to the mall food court. I'm like, "Mm, cool. This is a great date. (laughs) 
and uh he's like do you want to go catch a movie and i'm like okay and i'm trying to be you know i don't want to be superficial i i don't so i'm sitting here thinking okay he's a little overweight but i've talked to him online he's got a great personality maybe i can get over this if i just hang out with him for a little bit Mm -hmm. and um we go i don't even couldn't even tell you what the movie was that i watched and then we go back to his place and i'm like um we're talking and again kind of like how how lolly was she didn't want to want to make him feel bad for his disability well i wasn't i didn't want to make him feel bad for him being overweight and you know we did have a good connection and you know here i am like just show up i'm like uh no bye that would look good on me so i gotta go through with it right not necessarily (laughs) but i can see your mindset like i can see the wheels turning so so um we're we're doing our thing and he gets undressed and there's there's nothing there like it was so it was like smaller than my pinky (gasps) um and i'm like and he, he you know he asks if i all go down on him and i'm like uh sure what, whatever i can do to get you off quick so i can be done with this i'm down for it right mm-hmm. and he does the same thing he asks me to put a finger up his bum well i do but he was not clean down there oh and no. so yeah the whole you know shit going everywhere that happened to me on oh. me and <laughs> it happened on me and i get up and I'm just like, what the fuck? What the hell? Am I? How did you? How did you handle that situation? Were you like, this is disgusting? I, yeah, no. I got up and I went into the bathroom and I had to clean it out from underneath my nails. Ugh. I had to wipe it down off my shirt. Oh I made him God. give me one of his shirts and a pair of his like basketball shorts. And I was so like, it was all over your shirt. Too? It was all like, over. Like I wasn't. I hadn't gotten completely undressed yet. Oh my god! How does that happen? Did he just like just poop on you? Like it was like it was like I my, no, I stuck my finger up there, and he trusted a fart apparently <gasps> because it. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it sprayed like. No. It was, oh. Yeah, so I cleaned oh up. God. I made him give me some some clean clothes, and I'm like, it's been real. Um, and I left, and I had I didn't talk to him since. Oh my and god, I, I don't blame you. Oh I drove that. I threw the clothes away. I just threw them away, and I closed. Uh, yeah, so that would be one horrible dating story. And I drove an hour and a half to go see this guy. And I was a little pissed. I'm yeah, like, at least warn a girl, you know. At least, at least warn her that's what's gonna happen because i told him i'd never done that i've oh. done this before so you gotta let me know if i'm doing it wrong or if i'm doing it right a couple pokey pokey pokies and then mm. you must have stimulated something <laughs> i must have oh my god did, so did you relate to lolly as she was driving home listening to sad songs and thinking about who she was before she smelled that smell <laughs> yeah in a way i was not listening to sad songs no i was just like i can't wait to get home to talk to my roommate i'm gonna wake her ass up i'm gonna tell her all about tiny pp john my pop cut um because that's what i was calling he was john from a pop cut florida and uh <laughs> calling him tiny pp john oh and i was just like oh i'm gonna tell her about all of this i'm gonna tell her about the 
I don't know why I did it. Well, I know why I did it. In my mind, I was like, I'm not a bad person for doing this. But then at the same time, it's like, Loretta, do you why? think? Do you think that dudes like play off of that? Because like when Lolly was telling her story that she didn't want to be an ableist, like Yeffie was like, oh, I saw this coming a mile away. Like this dude has played this game before. And I've, I was wondering, like, do guys like know that you don't want to be rude so like dudes that are normally not in your playing field per se like yeah can get girls that are better than them to get with them yeah because they like basically play off of your guilt does that make sense like do you think that that happens like Uh, i cut out i'm sorry But do you think that dudes, like, take advantage of that and, like, specifically go after girls that are out of their league because they know that those girls are going to, like, feel bad? 100%. Because he did not care. He did not give a a crap about what happened. He he just kind of, like, sat on the couch and just kind of like, well, sucks to be you. Well, he did give a crap, but not the right Yeah, right. He literally gave a crap. (laughs) He had no more crap to give. Um... (laughs) i i mean i i didn't give him much time to like apologize or try to i I was just like give me some clean clothes uh and i was gone i grabbed my jacket i grabbed my purse and i was i was gone um yeah and no i think i think they specifically because it was an online thing i met him online right Mm -hmm. and i think they specifically go looking for because you know i try to get along with everyone I really do. And I try not to be superficial. Um, I'm not saying I'm always successful, but I always say, you know, personality has a lot to do with things. So maybe if I just let the personality grow on me a little bit, maybe that physical attraction might come up, right? Yeah. Oh, but no, not on this one. There was no. Mm-mm. So now I got to ask, like, have you ever put a finger in another dude's butt since then? Like, or is that like off limits? That's a no go. I haven't, but I like like my husband won't ever go for it, so I don't think I have to worry about that. But um, no, no, I think I I think that made me really super gun shy, to be honest, because you, oh, yeah. I was like really adventurous. I was down to try a lot of things, but I think after that, I'm like, mm, let's just avoid anything that has to do with like butt play. What? See, and this reminds me of like the Costa Rico episode because like i get into like okay so if you were gonna peg someone like Mm -hmm. there's gonna be poo like it you're gonna take that thing out and there's gonna be poo everywhere and reed was like kelsey no like just stop just stop and i was like no like you're into pegging like this has to happen right and so it makes me wonder like if what if they don't prepare in advance for this kind of play like do they just not do it or do they just go for it knowing that poo is an issue because like you just put a finger in there but imagine like an actual pegging yeah what that would do like that just to me is so yucky like i can't look yeah well (laughs) people are into some really disgusting things um Mm -hmm. but i feel it and they would know that hey maybe Maybe tonight's not a good night to go, you know, go for the little pegging. Yeah. You would think. 
or the, if they if that is their thing, if that's like, hey, we're gonna have a wild and kinky night, they would take the time to prepare. But then again, we're girls. We're not men. Men don't think like that. I mean, yeah. well, okay, I can't say all men don't think like that, but your general average Joe, right? He's yeah. not thinking about how he smells down there. He's not thinking about you know what his the last time he had a bowel movement. He's thinking about what can I do to get off and make myself look good doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if there's like a preparation that you need to do in order to peg, then you must be taking like diuretics or like laxatives, right? And that takes like time to work through your system. I just... I am like, how does this work? Like, do you have to schedule it way in advance? Like, okay, this Friday, we're going to, we're going to do this. Like, well, no, because that would really, really limit the, the homosexual spur of the moment sexual encounters. Right. Right. If that was like a regular thing, I don't think the, the, what is that thing? The grinder app. I don't think the grinder would work that well. Yeah. So I guess maybe poo. Is maybe just if a, they, what if enemas are like a, a daily routine for them? Maybe if, if that's or, like something they actively engage in all the time, or they just know that poo is a natural consequence of getting it on. Maybe, but to me that is just so yuck. Like I can't get past the ick factor. I uh, yeah. I once knew this guy who told me a story about how. He he would just he would screw whatever if they gave them him attention you know his his penis was it was theirs right <laughs> but he was like he's like if they were a real bitch about it I would he's like I'd do it up there I would anal you know we do some mm-hmm. anal and then I'd flip them around and make them give me a blowjob and I'm like that's nasty that's, yeah that's just that low. And I think after he told me that story, I had a small crush on like, like I could see us like, you know, having a fling. But after he told me that story, I'm like, mm, no, out. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I saw this in a movie, but they used to say like, you never go ass to mouth. Well, like, no, because you can get a coli. Yeah. Like, what the hell? So, I mean, as someone who's not into butt play, like, I just don't, I don't get the appeal of it at all. Yeah. Not at all. I don't get it. I, I've tried it, but it's not like I tried it. The first time I tried it, the guy used shampoo for lubrication. And mm. that did not. That was a rather interesting experience. And then the second time I tried it, I, that's when I knew. I was like, this is not for me. I don't know. I don't get how people. I don't. I, don't, I tried it. Good for me. I'm done. So, and, okay. So I, I got to go back to the shampoo. Was it right? like a poopy lather (laughs) okay one i was in the navy i need to preface all my stories with weirdness like that i was in the navy we were in greece and we were drunk and you know he's like hey let's try this i'm like hey okay and we didn't have anything around that could be handy he's like i'm just gonna use this shampoo well i've never done it before i didn't know what shampoo would do right it lathered up let me tell you that's what it did and then it was not a comfortable feeling at all. So, yeah. So I'm I've done so sorry. And then I'm done. I'm done. I yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. 
I'm sorry that this is bringing up some PTSD of butt but play. I'm, I'm married now. So these are fun stories to tell. But like, girl, let me tell you, I have been there. I know this. <laughs> I don't have to. Uh, it's a cautionary tale for all the right? listeners out there. Don't you learn to. No shampoo. Shampoo no good. No, do not. Mm-mm. Oh, episode 22. The Ochko mm-hmm. Rico Saga. I have to say, a saga is three parts, not two. So this is just a, uh, I don't know what it's called. But the saga is actually three parts. Um, oh. And this is where we find out that your your family and your friends, they like to call you Kel. Is that still something they do? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and it's funny because like I, like I said, I've known Yev for a long time and I never told him he could call me Kel. I just, I don't know. It never came up, but it's funny because like Ryan number one calls me Kels uh-huh. and I, I've never corrected him because I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but I never told them that I am cool with going by Kel until I logged in and my, my name on there that I typed in was just Kel. And Yeffy was like, uh kel like what is this (laughs) who are you how many nicknames do you have Um, outside of the 8750 nicknames how many nicknames do you have that's about it like my my husband calls me babe so there's Mm -hmm. that one and then um there's kelsey which is my actual name and kel and my brothers when i was growing up used to call me kelsey delsey dude all day Um, <laughs> so, and they would sing it like Kelsey Delsey dude all day, like <laughs> just to be obnoxious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, I, you know, I never really had a nickname. Um, so yeah, I, I can tell who is talking to me by the name that they refer to me as. Um, oh. Uh, if you are, uh, if you were from my military days, then you will call me L, just like the letter L. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, your family and high school days, you call me Lori. And more recently, within the last, since about 2010, I guess, people I've been more, I like, uh, I've been liking the name Loretta a lot more than because before loretta sounded like just an old like an old lady's name mm-hmm. and i wanted to be cool and hip right yeah but now now i'm you know now i'm according to the consensus of cody and uh just cody i'm old and the <laughs> <laughs> so loretta works yeah i mean i i like the name loretta i think it's a beautiful name but i was wondering if anyone ever called you Lori yeah like to shorten it mm-hmm. yeah uh family and uh like high school and elementary school um friends they they still call me Lori. um one thing i did not know was i do not know anything about cheese rolling and today when i was re-listening to the episode you were talking about cheese rolling and yeah. you're like i don't know how i learned about cheese rolling but i was surprised that john didn't know anything about it i'm like mm-hmm. well how i mean if you don't know how you knew about it how would you expect someone else to know about it like so uh, here's a weird thing about me i know a little bit about most things right and and um i just knew it was like a thing 
And I don't know if I learned it in school or where I learned it, but I just knew it was a thing. And I don't know why I expected my husband to know that, um, especially because he's like, I don't know, I feel like he's been more sheltered than me yeah growing up so I really don't know why I expected him to know <laughs> about that but I did I was like shocked that he didn't know that people rolled a cheese roll down the hill and would they literally would like fuck themselves up on this hill rolling down like some people have like broken ribs and arms and legs and um they really hurt themselves like but they practice all year preparing to like roll down the hill it's I the craziest out. thing. I missed the first three seconds. Oh, I was just saying that people like prepare for this cheese roll. They train to do it because it's, they can hurt themselves if they don't fall the right way. Okay, what is cheese rolling? Yeah, so they get like a a a roll of cheese, like a big chunk of cheese that's still in a circle, like brie. You know how okay. brie's in a circle, but it's a a much bigger hunk of cheese it's like and, cheddar before it's processed when it's still in like it's wax shell yeah thing. like yeah like a cheese wheel but it's, okay. a, it's a big cheese wheel gotcha and they will roll it down a hill like a big steep hill and it's usually slightly wet and it's a grassy hill and they roll the cheese and all these people will run down the hill after it and whoever gets the cheese gets to keep it but they also get like accolades from the town for being mm -hmm. like the cheese champion <laughs> um but yeah so um it's just interesting because it bounces down the hill and it just goes super super fast and these people will run as fast as they can down this super steep slippery hill and they will tumble they will inevitably fall and eat shit and they will roll after this thing tripping over each other trampling each other getting all muddy breaking their arms like in oh. an effort just to get this cheese it's the oh, craziest thing that is super crazy we yeah. have it's not anything near anything like a cheese roll but we have a crazy uh yearly sport up here and it's called the uh the stampede the omac stampede and what happens is a bunch of people on horses they get on top of this hill and it's a really steep hill right mm -hmm. and it leads down to the river and then from the river you go up another bank and you you end up in the fairgrounds so the stampede is these horses coming down this hill and people are trying to push each other off the horses. They're whipping each other. They're like, people, people get seriously hurt do, doing this. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's a race, right? So whoever can get down the hill and on their horse to the, the fairground first wins. And they do it every year. It's a big thing up here, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the prize? Like, what are they doing it for? Well, one is a traditional thing from back when they did cattle runs, transported cattle um, up into Canada and back down to the basin. Mm -hmm. um, that's where it started from, you know, cowboy Olympic kind of things. I, I don't know what they win. I don't know if they just, if they win a trophy or money because I've never been honest. I've never been to one because I don't like being in large crowds of people. So, yeah. And that's actually more of a recent thing. I used to love going out 
and partying and being the center of attention. And then back in, I don't know, Mm -hmm. 2007 or something like that, it just all stopped for me. I didn't want to, I don't want to be around people. I'm still very social. I just don't want to be around people to do it. Was there something that happened that spurred that change? No, not that I, not that I can recall because 2007, I had come back to Washington from Florida. I started school. I was going to IT team. Um, I had a job. I was working. And I cannot, I really can't think of anything specific that, that turned me into the antisocial person, the physically antisocial person that I am. Because, yeah, no, I love being absolutely social, but I don't want to go to people to do it anymore. And it's, yeah. it's only gotten worse over the years. Um, I'm the same way. I want crowds. Like, I actually have crowding anxiety. So, I and I, when I was younger, I was okay with it. Like, I, I could sort of handle it. I had someone with me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now that I'm older, I can't be in crowds because it it stresses me out to the point where, I will have a meltdown. Right. Like I just have such bad anxiety about it. So I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's not, it's, I feel for my kids for some experiences that for them to experience some things that I'm going to have to get over it um, and, and put myself out there. But yeah, it's weird. No. This is also, you know, how 8750 is full of uh, lore and inside jokes. I yeah. caught I caught something in this episode today that Yef alluded to your uh to the cult story which you hadn't related to the eighty seven fifty listeners yet. When he was referring to your experience rolling down the hill. Now, if you hadn't listened to that episode, you you wouldn't have any clue what he was talking about. And it wasn't until after you had told your story and then re-listened. And that, boners, is episode 85, Shred the Gnar. Um, oh, I didn't even catch that re-listening to it. What did he say? He just said you were talking about cheese rolling. And then you were talking about how you knew about it. And he goes, oh, that's from your experience from rolling down, a- all your experience from rolling down a hill. You're like, yeah. Oh. And you just kept on going. Oh, your- I didn't even catch that. Good catch. So I was like, oh, look at that. I wonder if Dwight knows about that. That's a good point. I bet he does. He'll listen. He'll let me know if he knows. I'm sure he does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also in this uh, episode, you guys talk a little bit about different foods that you've tasted. Um, Frog legs and alligators. Because you go into frog jumping and um, you guys talk about, oh. And when you tell your stories, they are so mean to you. I swear it took the only reason it takes you 10 minutes to tell a story is because they're so busy interrupting you all the time Thank you. with their antics. I agree. A hundred percent. And Jeff just took an hour to tell us about Hamilton just last night. Like a whole hour dedicated to his Hamilton experience, which was wonderful. It was, it was. a great story. But... Yeah. If they give me shit for telling an 18 minute story because they have to interrupt me every five seconds and make fun of something I said or ask a million questions. I agree with you. Sends you off on a branch of a different story. Yeah, Um, totally. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the the frog leg competition and it got me thinking. I'm like, well, it would be worth it if everyone only had, say, four hours to train this frog. They have to hunt it. They have to find it. 
they have to train it in four hours or six. Well, let's be generous. Six hours, right? Yeah. Six hours to do all of that. $5,000 would be worth it. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it would be like a fun little race for the people to do in addition to having their frogs race. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't know, maybe they do eat them. I don't know what they do with them. Uh, but you guys got into trying different kinds of meats from that. Um, mm -hmm. and you, you said you've tried, you haven't tried, you've tried frog legs or alligator tail. I have, I tried alligator tail. I have not tried frog. Have you ever tried rabbit? Um, what is you cut out a little bit there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, what is the most exotic thing that you've eaten right after I asked, have you ever tried rabbit? So I was trying to give you a chance to respond to the rabbit question. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I don't recall eating rabbit. Um, so uh, that's weird. I don't I don't recall ever eating rabbit. Um, but the most exotic thing that I have eaten. Well, there's a couple of things. I've had fried worms. And I have had uh, water bugs, which are basically like giant cockroaches. I've eaten those too. You've eaten yeah. those? Yeah. Oh, those are the um, things. Oh, I know exactly what those things are. And oh, lady, yeah. why? Yeah. Well, so in Thailand, um, they are considered like a delicacy. And they fry worms like French fries. And yeah. I was surprised they actually taste unless they're seasoned if they're seasoned that's disgusting the seasoned ones i did not like it not okay the unseasoned yeah. ones were just like puffed up exactly like a french fry and they were great i mean i could eat a whole thing of those and i was fine with it but the water bugs those were so i think this is where i talked in the pod but i don't like things that when i buy my mouth yeah uh do you remember gutcher's candy oh yeah 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 yeah. i don't like those i don't like things like um herrera rocher i think is what it's called um chocolates uh -huh. when you bite into these chocolate they squish your mouth yeah i don't like that um but this is where it stems from i think from eating these water bugs because when you they're crunchy side but when you bite into them the their guts squish out their butt into your mouth mm. and it is just the grossest thing because mm. it, then it tastes like you're eating poo basically like a cockroach poop it's just ugh. oh <laughs> yeah. okay well you have me beat what um, was your most exotic thing camel camel's the most exotic thing i've ever eaten Ooh. What did it taste um, like? You know, it. have you ever had venison? Yeah. I would imagine, I guess venison would be exotic to a lot of people. But um, uh, I would imagine it, it tastes a, like a venison. It wasn't like something I'm like, mmm, give me more. But it was something like it was kind of stringy, like a, uh, yeah. Now, this was 20 years ago, so give me a second here. Uh it, it was in a, like a pasta dish. I was in Israel mm -hmm. and it, they had it like in these strips. And so the, the, the cells, the, the segments were really long. So it had texture and it reminded me basically of like a cow and a deer had a baby as far as taste. 
It didn't taste uh, quite like beef, but it didn't qu- taste quite like venison. I would imagine and, it was probably really tough. Meat yeah. Because they're so like muscly. Well, uh, what I think they did in this dish is like sat in a sauce for a while because it was more like a chipped, like a, like a chipped beef, but not the, the strips were longer. I don't know what the meal was, the dish was called because I went to an authentic restaurant. They didn't speak any English and I just pointed at it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then whenever I, um, I asked the waiter and he spoke a, a little broken English and when I asked him what it was, he said, not horse. I'm like, well, great. It's not a horse. <laughs> we, we got go, We're going somewhere. That's super helpful. <laughs> right? So how'd you find uh, out it was a camel? He drew it on the napkin. Oh, okay. He drew a picture of it on the napkin. <laughs> so, oh, and then you go, you start, you're listening to read and he's talking about his biker gyms. I thought he was saying biker jeans. Like oh. just eating at biker jeans. And I'm like, what kind of place would serve exotic food called biker jeans? That's just like, seems like someone's picking up cats and dogs off the side of the road. And they're like, mm, you want to try some monkey? You know? Yeah, totally. What is up with Reed and his secrecy? I noticed that like in this episode, he, he's kind of secret through the other episodes. In this particular one, he made it super, I'm not saying what school I go to. I like as if, what did he think was going to happen? You guys were going to get some major fanboys that were going to hunt him down at his school and be like, Reed, want to go peg or something? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that um, he just he's just a very private person. I think he was a little bit scared that if the pod did get really big, that someone might want to try to find out where he lives or um, where he goes to school or look him up. Um, by his degree or whatever. So he just didn't really want that out there because he's always been super private, like even with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. If if that's like his natural tendencies to be super private, just sitting here thinking like, maybe I have more faith in people. I am, I'm an open book. You ask me a question, I will blab the answer. <laughs> I don't care. I have nothing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. If you want to know where I live? Come find me. I know how to use a gun if I don't want you here. So yeah. that's my mentality. So I always find it weird when people are like, well, I can't tell you what school I go to. It's like, who cares to me? You yeah. know? Well, I think also like he didn't want it to hurt his career chances and stuff too. Um, if people knew like other stories that he's told maybe in the future or in the past, like, like now that everyone knows that he's into pegging like maybe he didn't want a future employer to find out about that oh do you think maybe that's a reason why he left because it was only like 20 episodes afterwards which is like five weeks yeah i you know if things just got weird between him and a sky um and i think that's the major reason why he left yeah um because a sky was not nice to reedy boy um at all and poor reed was just sticking up for me in that conversation but yeah um and so i think it was just the animosity he was like i don't need this crap and just kind of fucked off but he could come back that's the thing like we will we'll get pissed at each other and someone will leave for a while but it's like we're a pretty good 
group of people yeah and um so when you leave for a while you start to miss them and then you come back so reed may very well come back in just a couple more months or who knows like even ryan one fucked off for a while and he has now come back so you just never know with us what's gonna happen it's like uh i'm trying to think of a soap opera that i can't think of right now uh general hospital there we go it's general (laughs) hospital (laughs) <laughs> podcast 8750 podcast <laughs> oh that's funny uh, what happened to the code words you guys were giving out code words and then you just stopped i think it was because people weren't responding to them like anymore on twitter they weren't saying like oh the code word was copper mug yeah or whatever and so it just he was throwing them out but nobody was responding and so it wasn't fun anymore to keep throwing them out there if nobody was going to interact with us on it so but with the people i mean 8750 has gotten quite a bit of more followers that especially people that want to come on and guess i don't know if it would still work though because i yeah all the time he's like dear listener if you know this please put it in twitter please put it in discord or and by the time I get around to actually remembering to do that, the time is gone and passed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or you like listen to the episode later on, which a lot of people do. They'll listen to it like a week or two later. And then they're like, well, now I don't want to say it because time has passed. And now I'll just yeah. look really weird if I type in copper copper mug. Right. Just out of blue, just copper mug on my timeline. Yeah. And, you know, Yef's memory is so bad that he would be like, what? what do you mean copper what are you talking about you weirdo (laughs) (laughs) another thing that got me in this uh episode and this is more about reed and this is more of a personal um my own like i know how i am so it bugged me it's uh, a red not it's not a red flag it's not a trigger but it's they were talking you guys uh you guys were talking about reed's shop Mm -hmm. um his lack of interest just really bugged the shit out of me. I don't know why. Um, well, I do know why. It's just, I'm listening to this episode today, and, you know, it's like, well, I just haven't gotten around to it. And I understand Reed had a lot of things going on in his life at that time, and he was going through some mental stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm sitting here like, well, if anyone were to come up to me, and be like, hey, want to do a podcast with me? I'd be like, hell yeah. And I'd be putting my my all into it. But at this point, it seemed that like Reed had lost interest in doing that part. So uh, how would you have uh, encouraged him to go into that shop and just like give it everything he had? Honestly, like I really thought that he would be more interested in it just because he was the one making the profit off of the items that were sold so because he created the shop and he created the first designs um yeffy was like hey man like you paid for the the website so you should get your money back from that and so we thought that that would be a good motivator but it wasn't like and it took him weeks to get anything up and going and i i think i don't really know why it took him so long and i honestly don't know how i could have motivated him because it seems like he just didn't care it was like just on the back burner for him and i Mm -hmm. think that that's why yeffy was like all right now that you've gotten enough to 
pay yourself back from the website. Like I'm going to make my own. And him and Mrs. Yeti knocked out that new website with all the new gear in less than a day. Yeah. Um, and they had someone do helping with the designs and putting out new designs and getting new colors and new everything. And they were so quick about it. And it, like, when you see the comparison between when Reed had his website and when Yef and Mrs. Yeti put together the new website, like it made sense that, that Yef and Mrs. Yeti took over that because they were so much more motivated because it's, it's Yef's podcast. It's his baby. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it just made more sense that they would take over that aspect because they had more skin in the game. If that makes sense. It, it does. It it just makes me appreciate um, you guys that are that are currently on on the regular. I don't know, like you guys. I have a question on my quiz. Um, which guest has been on the most? And there's been a little um, confusion on that because um, are you considered a guest or would you be more considered a co-host, a co-hostess, like a permanent guest is what I call you guys. Mm, uh, well, I would say, huh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Well, I appreciate you guys because all of you seem to put a lot of care and thought into making this a, one of the best podcasts for the fans. Um, oh, yeah. We love uh, the fans I, and we have so much fun like interacting with the fans on Discord and on Twitter and I haven't been as active on Twitter because I just am more active on Discord. But it's so fun to, like, add your personalities into the pod, if that makes yeah. sense. And you do, like Javier was saying last week, when you guys talk about the things that we do in Discord or stories or say our names, it brings a personal level to the fans you don't get from a lot of pod podcasts. Yeah. And as fans, we... We really do appreciate that. At least I know I do because it's like, hell yeah, they know that that we're listening and that, you know, we're like, we're here for them just as much as we know that you guys are here for us, our entertainment. And it's a perfect symbiotic relationship. Well, yeah. And you put a lot into this podcast, too. Like, I mean, this is 8751 is just one of the ways that you support 8750. I mean, you have like the little clips that you put together and um, like when you were doing the the YouTubes for mm -hmm. like the Book of Boba Fett reviews, hilarious. Like every time you redo it and retell it from your perspective, like it's so fun to watch and like it makes me laugh in a way that even just listening did not make me laugh that hard. Right. You know, um, and so it's so fun to like see your take on the episodes. I would love to be able to do full episodes because I think as the pod goes on, as the episode goes on, it you build up on on the stories and everything, and it just becomes funnier as the the show goes on. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it takes me flipping forever to do that. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I'm I'm home with the boys. I'm homeschooling. I have to do my normal home chores and I have to do the animals. And and me, I, I need it to be somewhat good, perfect. I can't just pump things out, you know? 
Mm -hmm. Um, So it just breaks my heart that I can't do full episodes um, for this specific reason. Like by the time I get one done, you guys are like 10 episodes down the road. Oh, Uh, totally. Yeah. uh, And, but, but here's the thing is to like going back with Reed, when you do something, um, it's a labor of love. Like when you take a while to put out a video, it's because you are making sure that it is perfect, that the transitions are good, that the timing is right, that the pictures are perfect. And when, when it comes out, it is perfection. I mean, it's hilarious. Like you do such a good job. And when, when we would like rib on Reed because he just didn't care, like he really just didn't care. So when, when we are upset, well, not upset, but like when we get on you about, you know, oh, where's that video? Like we haven't seen that video. It's, it's different than it was when we would get on read about the website, because with you, it's like, we're excited about what you're putting out because we know that you're taking your time to make it perfect. And we're so excited to see it and laugh and, um, just enjoy your labor of love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I super appreciate that. It does like, I, I absolutely, I just love doing doing it. And when Lolly was doing his, her interview back on, uh, 91 bag of kinks, Mm -hmm. you know, how she was like saying, I eat, sleep and shit 8750. I'm like, Oh no, girlfriend. Oh no. (laughs) No, (laughs) I am so excited for your guys' show. And this sounds, I don't know if it sounds sad or psychopathic or stalkerish. I don't know. But I I get so excited to hear your guys' conversations and interact with you guys. I wake up. I get my cup of coffee. I get my boys breakfast. I sit down at my computer and I'm like, what am I going to work on now? I could already be in a project. I could be starting a project. I could be thinking about a project. I could be listening to 8750 but it's 8750 related. And yep. then throughout the day, you know, I'm doing everything, my chores and, and all that. But the whole time I'm like listening to 8750, thinking about the videos, thinking about, you know, now 8751. Um, so I love you guys. I, I can't express that enough. And my little things, it's all I can do. I mean, to show that that's, that's me showing you, like, you guys have something great and I, I don't want it to like end. I want it to be successful. And what can I do to make that successful? Um, Totally. And you're a huge part of that. Like you do promote it and you do help promote by putting out these clips that are hilarious and, and doing the YouTube, like you got, what was it? 22 views in one day on your first YouTube video. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. It like, is insane. I'm like, holy cow. I think the most I've ever gotten on my goat video is like 16. Yeah. Well, there is one. I think YouTube promoted it. It has, it's like a 30 second clip of my goat, one of my goats running and it has 626 views. And I'm like, I don't even know how the hell that happened. Zero comments, but 626 views. Oh, wow. <gasps> what was the goat doing? It was just, they were just running from one side of the fence to the other. I was like, hey, boys. And the goats were running to me. Oh. And um, it was just a cute little short. Uh, But yeah, no. 
And that's all thanks to like you guys, because the community, the 8750 community is super supportive of everyone, regardless if it's 8750 related or not. Um, oh, yeah. You've got everyone that wants to make their dream your guys' dream. Yeah. Woo, let's have a big dream party. Big slumber party. <laughs> I know. We were talking about on this most recent episode about how it would be fun to have like a a little get together, an 8750 get together at Casa Bonita, which yeah. is, uh, do you know what Casa Bonita is? Have no idea, but I'm sure it's good. Okay. So South Park did an episode on Casa Bonita um, and the, the guys who wrote South Park are, now own it. They just purchased it, but it, it's a restaurant here in Denver that um, it's a, it's a stucco pink building with like white trim and it has a big old fountain in the front and it's a Mexican restaurant and it's very eclectic. Like when you go in, it's like a gigantic cave kind of like there's mm -hmm. a, like they made the restaurant into like a pirate ship type of cave place and they have actual divers that jump into a pool in the middle of the restaurant. Whoa. And they have someone dressed up like a a gorilla that will like chase you around the restaurant. And they have like old timey Western photos in one, one of the areas. And you can walk through the cave like after you eat. And it's just like a really interesting type of place. Um, but the food there has always been wretched. Just oh, absolutely. Is it yes, but you have to buy a plate to even be able to experience this amazing attraction. Attraction. So you um yeah, you have to buy the food. And their sopapillas were great, but all the rest of the food was terrible. And the sopapillas only came after you would eat a whole plate. So um the guys from South Park now own it and they're like, we're gonna make the food awesome. Like that's their goal. And they have the money to do it because Casa Bonita, the family that owned it has always struggled financially with mm -hmm. the upkeep of this place. And so they in Denver, they would always do fundraisers for Casa Bonita and it'd be all over the news. And um, so people were always trying to save Casa Bonita. And when um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, is it? I think those are their names. Yeah. Um, when they purchased it, they were like, we're going to take care of it. We're going to, you know, fix it up, keep its awesomeness, but make it more awesome by having good food. And so we were joking with um, Javier about how we should have an 8750 get together there because once they own it, the food's going to be good and it'll be a really cool place to meet up with everybody. So because uh, go ahead, because Javier's in Colorado, too. So it would be really cool to meet up there. That would be that would be like an awesome idea for because we're all over the United States. I think I have a better chance of making it to Colorado than most mm -hmm. of our of our regular listeners. Along with that, oh, but you guys could do like a, a live a live podcast. You know, um, someone have their phone. You guys live stream on Yeffy's Twitch, and then all of us yeah. that can't be there, you know, we can talk and we could each make a like a mexican dish you know Ooh. for our home and eat along with you guys that would be that a would lot be of fun. fun that would be, be a fun. lot of effort though 
or I mean, would we that could just get like a me? well we could get like a gopro and just wear the camera on our head yeah and then somehow attach it to like a zoom meeting and y'all can just like pop it and be a part of it right that would be a lot of fun that would be fun it would be like the Benihana's idea, except for to the next level. Oh, yeah. Which we still need to do that, too. The Benihana's but, thing. I don't think there's a Benihana's in the state of Washington. I ne- I've never heard of it. Do you have a place that's like that, where they make the food on a hot plate in front of you? Um, the- probably, probably do in Spokane or in Seattle, I'm sure. Um, I'd have to look it up, though, because I don't recall a name off the top of my head. Because I've never actually been to a Benihana, but I have been to a place where it's like um, an Asian style restaurant and um, they would make the food on a hibachi grill. So like if you could look up like hibachi restaurants yeah, and um, and find one probably that way, but they're fun. They make it so fun. They like flick the food in front of you and squirt the different sauces like directly in your mouth. And like, they're just like chopping stuff and making jokes and whatever. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I've been to one similar. They haven't, they didn't squirt sauces in my mouth, but they did the whole like shrimp in the pocket and the crack the egg on the edge of the spatula. Yeah. Make jokes and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Excuse me right there. I just had to clear my throat. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I didn't hear it. So I was like, did you burp? Did you pull a Kayla? Did you fart? Yeah, (laughs) no, no. I just coughed into my shoulder. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So this is, uh, we briefly touched on it earlier about the poop talk, but Reed is getting super upset with you at this point because you're asking him all the questions about pegging. Yeah. In-depth pegging conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he brings up, have we... uh, well, you guys almost made it through the whole podcast without talking about poop, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder, has there been a podcast? Dwight, this is more of a question for you than something Kelsey and I can answer. But has there ever been a podcast without poop talk? Ooh, I'm going to I'm going to wager because I don't really know, but I'm going to wager that there's maybe one where we went the whole episode without talking about poop in any way. I, I'm, I don't I'm gonna have to go with zero. I cannot honestly think of a single episode where poop does not come up because either you guys are talking about it or you're interviewing someone and like how many interview questions. Oh around. Lord. That's a good, Oh shoot. That's a good question. So do no, I, there's gotta be one. I, I'm I'm sticking with it. There's got to be one where we don't talk about poop. But yeah, Dwight, we're going to need you to get all up on this and let us know. Um, yeah, because it got me thinking. I'm like, well, is there even a single one? But OK, so what will our friendly wager be? Mm. Oh, hmm. we'll figure it out later. Yeah, um, we'll have to figure it out later because I'm not coming up with anything off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, me either. I'm like, uh, I can sing on a little teapot on film. I guess. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Uh, and you guys are talking about uh, when you guys accidentally get uh, drunk. Mm-hmm. And Jeff brings up his, uh, or 
Jeff brings up his uh, weed paranoia. And um, it reminded me of a story because he said he only smoked it. He only smoked it um, a couple of times and it made him really paranoid. But then mm-hmm. when he smoked with and smoked and drank, he was like, oh, yeah, this stuff is like awesome. But it reminded me of a story of um, every year we have a thing called the Barter Fair up here. And it's a weekend long festival together. Everyone has booths and tents and you walk up and down and you you barter for stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the side, what Barter Fair is mostly known for, it's supposed to be known for that. But what it's mostly known for is just all the drug activity that happens. Weed, oh. you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're at the Barter Fair. Um, and while we're there, we eat some edibles. Me and my husband, we eat some edibles. And then we smoke some joints. Cause we're having a good old time, right? This is what we're here for. We're here to have a good time. I don't have kids with me. Mm-hmm. Grandma and grandpa have the kids. I, it's like one of the first times I've been without a child in, you know, months. So, yeah, you're going uh, buck wild. Right? <laughs> and so we smoke some joints. Everything's good. Now, I'm, I, ha- I am a longtime smoker, so this stuff isn't really affecting me like it would like someone who doesn't smoke often, right? Uh-huh. But then, have you? Do you know what a dab is? Um, Cody has tried to explain it to me several times, and I don't get it. So maybe okay, so you, you can know how it. cotton cotton candy melts in your mouth uh-huh. when you eat it. Okay, yeah. so um, imagine like an oil that has been turned into like um, solidified into a wax. So like your honey has um, turned into that crystallized stuff. For okay. Just for example, okay, you know old how old honey crystallizes? Yeah. Okay, so think of that, right? You got all these crystal things, and then when you add heat to it, it melts super quick, and okay. it releases all that THC into your system um, really fast. So you take, uh, um, you take some of this stuff, and you put it to some heat, and you suck it in, and you get high. Okay. Um, but it's just THC. It's not like it's crack or, or anything like that. The, <laughs> okay concentrated form of THC. So this is the first time that I've done dabs and they have this whole booth come in and it's like you walk into the booth and they have all their different types of flour laid out in these jars and you can look at it and I'm like, Hey, you want to try a dab? I'm like, well, what's a dab? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, come try one. So I do it. And from that that moment, I get a few minutes moment later, I get super, super paranoid. Both my husband and I, get paranoid now we're standing in a festival where all these people are smoking weed and all these people are drinking and all these people are um you know i'm sure there's people doing meth and heroin and everything everywhere around there but um so there's no reason for me to be paranoid because who in the hell is gonna care right? right but no my husband and i are just standing and we're at the far end of this festival and our car is like i swear it felt like it was three miles away and I'm all like, everyone knows that I'm super stoned right now. I need to get back to the car. <laughs> and I'm and like, you're like a grown ass adult at this point too. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm grown. I'm like in my thirties, um, everyone's doing drugs, but for some reason I'm all like, we got to get to go sit in the car right now. I'm so stoned that everyone can see this, right? I can't know. Correct. <laughs> So yeah, we ended up, I understand the whole paranoia thing. Yeah. Um, okay. 
And this is also the first episode we get a shout out from Canadian Spirit. Shout out Kelly from Canadian Spirit Pouch. Whoop, Kelly. He has been. I didn't realize he has been a fan for that long. I thought he was actually fairly recent. I thought he was too. But um, it's when Reed was reading and then nobody asked Yep that he mentioned Canadian Spirit's name. Oh. And I was all like, hey. Um, I must have missed that. Yeah, it was like I missed it the first time. I didn't hear it the first time or the second time that I had listened to the podcast. I just caught it this last time. I think you caught it probably because we know Kelly now. And so it's like it stands out like, oh, I know him. Oh, yeah. You know, like whereas before, maybe we just didn't recognize um, the the name of his. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. But I, I missed it this time, too. I didn't catch that at all. So the uh, topic that you chose for episode 22, the Costco Rico saga. Mm-hmm. saga I'm going to say it again, Yeffy. Saga's three parts, not two. Uh, <laughs> uh, was the time that you almost got caught by the cops. Yeah. Tell us about your time that you almost got caught by the cops. Okay, so in the episode, I talked about the time where I was smoking pot by a dirt pile. Uh-huh. Um, out of the car and this cop like asked if we were okay and I just ran to my snowboarding gear in the trunk and was like lo- acting like I was looking for something like so dumb Um, but when he when he asked the question he actually said tell me about a time you almost got caught and so we just told a bunch of cop stories but um, I was thinking about a time that I didn't tell on that episode about how um I got caught, and I think I did probably tell this on the pod at some point, but I got caught sneaking out the uh-huh. same night that my brother got caught sneaking a girl in, oh. and we both got busted, and oh. my mom lost her shit on both of us. So we, um, I was, I just liked to sneak out. And I was in high school. My brother was in high school. Yeah. And we just wanted to sneak out and walk around. Like we didn't even, we were good kids. We just thought we would do something that was sort of bad. So it was like, we would sneak out, go for a walk and then come back. Like we never did anything bad or met up with anyone bad. We would just, we just thought we were so cool because we could sneak out and go for a walk around the park and come back. Um, but we had our coats on and we snuck out the front door and my mom heard it for some reason and was like, she comes barging out of her room and she's like, where do you think you're going? And I was like, we were just going to go on a walk. And she's like, no, you're not. And so she yells at me Was she takes me and my friends back to our room and like she makes us take off our coats and get in bed and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, she goes back to the garage for some reason after she just yelled at me and closed the garage door well my brother's car was in the garage and he needed the door to be open so that he could push his car out to get this girl home but i didn't know that he had a girl over like Uh i had no idea so we got busted and because we got busted, my mom shut the garage door. Well, the garage was right up against my mom's bedroom. So if my brother opened the garage door, she would hear it uh-huh. without a doubt. She would hear it. Yeah. So he comes in my room and is like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, 
what did you do? I was like, like, well, mom just was mad at me because I was sneaking out. And he's like, why are you sneaking out? And I was like, I don't know. I just felt like it. Well, he was like abnormally upset about it. And I was like, I don't understand why you're taking this so personally. This had nothing to do with you. And he's like, I have a girl in my bedroom right now. And I have no idea how I'm going to get her home now. And I was like, oh, shit. So what did he do? He ended up having to just wake up my mom. Like, he didn't even try to sneak her out. He was just like, I got to come clean. That's my only option. Yeah. So he went and and, um, just, like, woke up my mom and was like, hey, I have a confession to make. And my mom ended up driving this girl home. Oh, did she She give her, like, a super lecture? She said that it was just, like, dead silent on the way there um they didn't talk at all um not at all but when my mom came back she was like what did i do wrong like why am i such a horrible mother that you would do this to me like she just like had like a total meltdown meltdown. yeah and we were like dude like we're kids what do you expect we're in high school chill out this has nothing to do with you right But, but she took it super personal and oh my god it was horrible but yeah, so I got caught that time by my mom, and it was horrible. It was a rough night. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got, I got. Oh, let's see here, one time that I got caught. I'm trying to think. Um, okay, one time I was in the Navy and I was uh, dating this guy, and we were on the same ship, right? And we're young. We don't have. We live on the ship. We don't have our own apartment. Getting a, a motel, hotel gets expensive. Um, you can get rent barrack rooms out, but you know, it was like one of those times we didn't do that. So we thought we'd go get a park down by the, the ocean, the ocean front on, on the base Mm -hmm. and and get a little freak on. Right. So we're in this car, no other cars around. And we're in the middle of, of doing our thing when bright (laughs) lights turn on behind us. And, um, yeah, it was uh, the base security had caught us. And so they put their flashlights in the car and they're like, uh, can you put your pants on and step outside the car, please? Oh, no. And so we're all trying to get dressed and they step out and they're asking us, they're looking at our IDs, asking us what ship we're on. You know, are you still there? Loretta, you cut out. Come back, Loretta. La, la, oh. la, la, la. Reconnecting? <laughs> yep, you're back. Okay. Okay, so um, I think I got, I appreciate them for what they were doing because you don't know whether, or they didn't know whether or not I was in trouble. But it was had been one of the most embarrassing times of ever getting caught. Oh, standing yeah. Standing there, knowing that these strange men know what I was doing in this car. Because it was... Oh very very blatant what was going on in there um so awkward super awkward and i'm just lucky they didn't like i'm sitting here thinking like what if they call my ship um because you know we're out after curfew we're we're not officers we're just enlisted people Mm -hmm. and i'm like what if they call our command what are we gonna do are we gonna go to captain's mass excuse me fraternizing on your ship is kind of like a don't ask don't tell you know yeah. don't make it obvious that 
that you're sleeping with your shipmates kind of thing. Right. Um, so I'm just, I'm going nuts because I'm sitting here thinking we're going to go to captain's mast. You know, nothing happened. Thank goodness. They didn't call. They're just like, get back to your ship. Don't let us catch you out here again. Oh, oh that was God. nice of them. <laughs> yeah. Woo. So you guys didn't finish up having sex then? No, no. We, we were pretty much <laughs> done at that point. <laughs> Could you imagine, no. like, just getting in trouble and then being like, "So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you want to finish off, or uh... <laughs> you want to go down to the machinist room and uh, yeah, like I wasn't done. <laughs> I can hold a flashlight to you if that helps." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Yeah, I totally skipped over the pointless job, so I want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, this is one of those, I have a question. One of my quiz questions is about the pointless jobs. And this, this particular segment killed me in this show. Funny, because this Mm -hmm. is another part where they were just giving you so much crap about your story. Yeah. Uh, Pointless jobs. Is that like, currently, was that your like most pointless job? Or is that just this pointless job that you came up with? What would be like your worst pointless job? Ooh, my worst pointless job. I think I actually had this job in real life, but Uh I used to work for the county clerk and we used to issue marriage licenses and record real estate documents. And um, the county clerk also does elections. Uh And um, I hated that job so much. It, It was... I just felt really stupid having to record documents. So like people would hand you paper and you would scan the paper through this machine and then you would stick a sticker on it and hand it right back to them. That's lame. It was like the dumbest job ever. So I think in real life, that would be my nightmare job. Like I just, it was so dumb and I hated it. And then they would like, track you on everything that you did like you didn't record a certain number of documents so you're not the top employee this time around kind of thing so they would like pit us around against each other if we didn't record a certain number so stupid oh my goodness really they think that's motivation huh yeah and it was like we had no control over how many customers came in or how many like houses got sold in that county like yeah why are you on my nuts about how many papers I'm sticking through a machine when I have no control over that? Like, this is so stupid. It was just such a dumb job. I get that. I actually uh, did work release in high school at our uh, county clerk's office. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the same thing, you know, recording. But I, did, I wasn't pitted against anyone. It was just like, you're here for two hours. Go copy you know, these 60 pages, I want them correlated and stapled in packages of 10, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We had work release people a lot in the elections department. Um, So they were across the hall from me, uh-huh. but we did have to work every election um, while we worked there. If, if an election came up, we had to work that day. And um, we worked a lot with the work release kids. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, my worst possible job was, or worst pointless job is anything in retail. I hate, yeah. I cannot sell. People tell me no. I'm like, okay, cool. 
you know you better than me so you don't want it i'm, I'm cool totally I things to do then convince you that you want that's the point of sales i'm like okay mm, well then i must not be good at this because yeah i don't get it <laughs> see and i hate retail because i hate people yeah. Oh, that makes me sound horrible, but I just don't like customer service because people are so mean and they are really abusive in retail. Um, so it's interesting that your first thought was like sales because I hate sales too, but I have anxiety over like how mean people are. Yeah, I know. Like I have a fear of rejection, like a serious, like if I were to and it's like, if I go up and talk to this person, are they going to be mean to me? Are they going to like say mean things or be rude or, you know, um, and I feel like that's a form of rejection, right? And it's the same mm-hmm. in customer service. You're like, am I going to walk up to this person and are they going to be nice to me and be like, yeah, I can really use your help. Or are they going to take everything out on you because they didn't get their extra cherry in their ice cream sundae at the food court? totally um, uh yeah so i i get that people are shit people are shitty people yeah um and you just gotta find the group of shit that you fit best in with <laughs> i love that <laughs> so, that's a good way to look at it right mm-hmm. um and this is also the episode where it's like the they tell you to shut the fuck up all the time i had a do you have a limit where you're gonna be like nope i'm out um when they tell me to shut the fuck up well i mean they tell you to shut the fuck up kelsey it's like shut the fuck up kelsey which i know is in in fun all fun but do you have like is there gonna be do you have a limit where you're gonna be like i'm done i'm done being talked to like you know like shut the fuck up kelsey like i have important things to say um i'm sure i do I, i probably do have a limit but it's usually when I'm not doing well mentally uh-huh. is when I usually like, cause then I take it personal and I get all up in my head about it. Um, but I, I mean, I find it hilarious when, especially when Jeff's like, shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. It yeah. just like makes me laugh so hard. Like I cannot contain my laughter because it is the funniest thing ever. Like I love getting under his skin and riling him up. And then it's just so funny. It's so fun I don't to know. To. Yeah, it's just hilarious because he gets so he gets into a yef rant, and I love those. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah, I like. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't want a yef rant um, directed at me, and it's because it is because of my sensitivity. Because I would feel like I've disappointed yef somehow. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I love listening to people. Um, you know. <laughs> going off to other people like ha ha it's not me but man this is funny oh totally um, so i like you just laughing it off and and just having a good time with it it got me thinking i'm like i wonder if she has a point because she is you are a duck when it comes to it like you're, you're the epitome of being a duck i don't know if you know what i mean by say be a duck where you, you know how ducks are waterproof and yeah. when water everything just rolls off of them yeah rolls off the back rolls off the back okay i was just it made me curious today when listening to this episode is if you had a point where you'd be just like screw you i'm done because it doesn't seem like it seems limitless with you because you just roll with it 
I, yeah, I've gotten a lot better. Like I said, like I used to be more sensitive and it's funny because like Yeffy still, I, I think he still thinks of me as like super sensitive. So that's why he's like, oh, are we sour grapes now? Oh, Kelsey sour grapes. And it's funny because I never am. When he yeah. says that, I'm like, I'm not sour grapes. Like, what? But I, because I used to be, like, I used to get really upset and I used to get really all up in my head about it and just freak out and be like, he's being an asshole and dirt, 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 dirt. But yeah. I, I haven't been like that in a long time. And so it's just funny to me because I think he still thinks of me as like, she's going to get all pissed off because I said one little thing. But now it's like, I just know that he's joking around and I think it's funny. It's hilarious. It really is. I just, I realized I skipped uh, the whole part of episode. I went straight from uh, in my notes. There's uh, I missed the whole page. So I'm kind of going back because I don't want to miss the stuff. I was myself because I had all these awesome questions to ask Cody. But I got all, all up in my head Aww. and I skipped over so many questions. So um, he already told me that he would come back and let me interview him all proper. Oh, good. And I was like, I'm sorry I called you my worst, Cody, because you're not. You weren't the worst. It was me. It was all me. Oh, no. I I think he knows that. He's pretty, pretty good about stuff like that. And plus, the first is the worst because you get nervous and then it's really hard. Like, even the first time I was on the pod or even the first, like, 15 minutes is always super awkward. And then it gets easier as things go on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that um, as the episodes have gone gone on, that you guys have gotten into a lot better of the the beginning repertoire versus mm-hmm. back in the earlier episodes. It was just like awkward small talk. <laughs> yeah, and then what's your topic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now you guys, yeah, you guys, you start you have like this flow going on and there's been so many times that I was like, Oh, they haven't even, we're like 40 minutes in. We haven't even touched the first topic. Oh, um, yeah. And it's great. Cause I really get into your guys' stories. I, I honestly like the play by play that I do is me. Um, it's just basically me putting down what I'm verbally saying out loud to myself to verbally saying it out loud to nobody else reading it at the time. Right and i don't mind i love doing the like i know i i get a little, little confusing because i just type what's in my head instead of kind of explaining the context <laughs> i'm assuming you know people would get it but no no not me i i give zero context i'm like you guys just need to know what i'm referring to right here yep which i do that too and then no one responds and i'm like why did no one respond to me that was hilarious right? and then i'm like oh they probably have no idea what i'm <laughs> even responding about here in the discord for real so did you get yourself a dice no i forgot dice okay i'm sorry no don't be sorry because you know what we can do i have one through 72 well no i don't have an answer for this one so one through 71 questions okay and i just want you to pick randomly hold on here let me get my thing up here blah 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 just randomly give me 10 numbers between one and 71. Okay. Oh, 31, 14, okay. 19, okay. 5, 52. Okay. 70. H- how many more do I have to do? 
Uh, let's see here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. We have six. So give me one more. We'll just make it an even seven question. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Because I'm sure there might be stories that come along with it. And we're already at 208. Uh-huh. Okay. Question number 31. Kelsey, it is quiz time. We are going to find out if you are just a limp listener or okay. a hardcore fan. Oh, God. Okay. Let's do You'll it. You'll do fine. You'll do fine. 31. How much did Cody raise to get Yeti Yak to play D&D? 200. Very good. Ding, ding, ding. I need to get sound effect things like a <laughs> I have a captain's bell. Maybe I should just stay here and bring my captain's bell up. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, that would drive you nuts. Oh, for uh, sure. He would lose it. Oh, um, 14 is... Do you know what 8750 stands for? I just need a yes or no for this. Yep. Nice. Okay, so you know how my first voicemail where I was like, I figured out what 8750 was? Mm-hmm. And I cut off? Yeah. It's because... Okay, so I'm talking. I'm like, yeah, I had this whole cool little script thing out. I was going to be all clever and funny about it. And I'm halfway through recording it. And I it hits me. I'm like, what if they don't want anyone to know this? What if this is a running gag? What if this is like not something people should know? And you're just being stalkerish and you figured it out. Oh, no. And so then I hung up. And that is oh. what exactly. Because <laughs> I thought you cut off. I didn't realize you hung up. Like you got all scared and just like click. No, I sat there for like 30 seconds staring at my phone. Like, what do I do? What if he doesn't want me to say anything? Click. No. Well, he just wouldn't play it. (laughs) Oh no. That's funny. I really thought you just had like a connection issue. I didn't realize you were just like, ah. No, I totally just like, as I'm talking, I'm like, what if they don't want to know this? What if this is like a bad thing? Oh, no. You had like a little anxiety attack about it. I did. Uh, But it ended up being funny anyway. So (laughs) it's all good. But it was all funny. That's my little story about my first 80, learning about 8750. Oh, see here, 1919. Who lives in a van? We had this one last time, but I don't. That's okay. Who lives in a van? Lou. Lou lives in a van. I'm, I wonder if she'll ever come back. It's funny because you guys are talking on uh, episode 40, uh, this episode about uh, about Lou and how you guys were supposed to record with or read in, yeah, you were supposed to record with her that night. Yes. I think she ever, I don't think she ever has recorded since then. I don't think that she will. It's been really difficult to try to like schedule with her. Like, we loved having her on, but she just is across the pond, so it's yeah. hard to, to schedule. I have a good friend who lives over there, and it's really hard for us to actually have a decent conversation. Excuse yeah. me. Um, see, next number would be number five. Dipping back and forth here. Number five. Huh. Who disappeared after being pegged by Jen? Read. Read. I do <laughs> hope he comes back. Um, I hope so too. He was, he just, he brought a different element. Like he was super funny, but serious at the same time. It was really he, interesting. Yeah. And he talked really slow. And with Yuff talking so fast, they like balanced each other out really well. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a slow talker. I'm just a natural slow talker. Um, and so when Yef talks, it's just like, I, I don't, I don't understand how he can make his tongue work like that. Oh, I know. Or his brain. Like or his brain. Pops off. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, he's got synapses firing that I just, I do not have. I have to think about things before my mouth opens. And even then, they're only like half thought out thoughts and they make no sense. Um, <laughs> That's how I am too. Question 52. How did Jeff's mom discover his tattoo? Javier, listen, this is your homework. Maybe you shouldn't tell me because this is Javier's homework. He <gasps> has to figure out how Yuffie's mom discovers his tattoo and what his tattoo is. Oh, I know both of these answers. Yeah. So but I don't want to give it away for Javier. Let's uh let's skip let's let's look again. Oh gosh, the next one is who's firework who works at a firework stand at 5 a.m. Um okay, was it Kelsey <laughs> or Kayla? Who's a roommate? No, this oh. is a different question. I was like okay. the next one after that was who did the uh firework stand. Was it Kelsey or Kayla, whose ex-roommate now owns Garden Hose? Obviously, you would know this one. Yeah, this one's Kayla. Kayla! I can't wait to get her on the show. She's going to be a fun one. I got so many fan questions for her. Oh, yeah. She'll be a riot. Um, Episode 70. Question 70 is, what is the name? Oh, my goodness. Okay, what is the name of Reed's Cricket? Tim. <laughs> Tim is correct. Uh, <laughs> this is working out great. This is working out great. I'm nailing this. <laughs> I'm doing so good on this quiz. <laughs> Number 11. <laughs> how many podcasts? How many podcasts? Oh, you cut out right when you were asking. How many oh. podcasts have what? Yeti Yef had. Has Yeti Yef had in total? Has Yeti Yef yet? and bonus points if you can name one which three man he's had three no oh god no it's three it's three he had pods of our lives the iron wolf pack Mm -hmm. and 8750 three it is that's my answer i have three i don't know if he has another one or if he's started one i haven't heard about it well i was wondering if he had one before pods of our lives but i don't think he did has all of his podcasts included reed not reed no. i'm sorry ace uh yes ace has been no mm. no i think pods of his pods of their lives i don't think ace was on that that was with his uh his roommate at the time nady boy oh i don't for the know longest ace time, starred in that one for the longest time i didn't realize that you guys were calling him natey boy i thought you guys were calling him navy boy and I'm like, oh. why are they calling him Navy Boy? Who's Navy Boy? <laughs> oh, no. Nope. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's see here. Oh, I was going to ask you. Well, next time you come on, because you will be coming on again, we are yeah. going to have to talk about Fox and Shield. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, do you think he'll ever bring it back? Because no. you and I both know. You know? I don't know. I mean, I swear I heard it ting at the end of that one. Um, was it a Yeti to Yeti? It was a Yeti to Yeti. And and he wants me to gaslight you, but I can't do it. I, I have to stand with Kelsey on this one. 
because I, I heard it. I heard it as well. I actually took it. I downloaded the episode and I clipped out that ding. Yeah. And um, so it's there. It was I there. Hope, I think the Fox and Spiel has had its time on 8750, unfortunately. But it will be too. one of those, the great mysteries of 8750. And, you know, in another hundred episodes, maybe he can bring it out. And- I would love that because I love the Fox and Spiel. And I don't think he actually put it on the curb for someone to come get. I think that was yeah. just a joke. Yeah. There's no way he would do that to Baby Yeti. And he loves that thing. It is rad. Just like the, I have the hardest time saying this curse word, but I have to say it for the pod. It is rad. Just like the motherfucking Castro. <laughs> <laughs> you would think I would be. Are you, You're cutting out a little bit. Oh no. Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know what's going on. Anchor's like still playing. Oh, there it goes. Okay, we're here. I don't know. It went into my trying to find connection thing. And then it's like, no, we're not going to, um, we're just going to disconnect you. I hope that our whole thing just, uh, recorded. I don't know. I hope it did. That would be really super sad if it didn't. Yeah. Oh, it, it must have. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. I didn't look. I just was trying to get the link because we still have just a few more things to go over before I let you go. Yeah. Um, Right now, uh, let's see here. We answered our last question. We had fun. Ha, 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 ha. Well, Kelsey, you, (laughs) you are not a limp listener. You are not half math. Javier was half math. I would say you are a hardcore listener because you nailed most of the questions. Well, all of the questions, actually. Nailed Um, it. Nailed it. (laughs) So now what I need you for for you to do is, uh, how about you give us a promo for 8750 because you know 8751 is a podcast about a podcast and its fans so how are we going to tell the random people that may listen to this episode that are not patreons how to find 8750 (gasps) oh my goodness okay so 8750 is a rad podcast for rad people and if you're rad and you want to laugh then you should listen to 8750 and you can listen to it anywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts. You just type in 8750 and you will find it. There's a fox on the front and it usually says by Yeti Yef. That's right. And um, you can find Yeti Yef. If you can't find the podcast, find Yeti Yef on Twitter to this 8750 that i've been hearing so much about on 8751 and you find yes. that by just typing at yeti yeah or at 878 not the numbers 8750 podcast that's right and uh my thing is i don't schedule guests on this show you get to schedule the next guest on this show so i want you miss kelsey to tag two people to hear from that you would like to be interviewed by me and see if they have the guts to come and 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 talk about 8750 with me oh i have been thinking about this for two days and i have decided to choose aaron a-a-r-o-n a-a-ron uh-huh and lisa aaron or lisa okay yep. you guys heard it so um if you guys are willing to 
51 and BS with me about 8750 and listen to me tell random stories about my head, um, you know where to let me know. And do it. it all the time. You should do it. It's so fun. I want, I want Dwight to do it. I really do. I do too. Dwight is the white whale of our podcast world. I hope he does it eventually. I really do. Someday. Someday, maybe. We'll see. Just keep working at him. Yeah. I, well, I think if I keep bugging him about the quiz, I'd be like, I need more questions. Hey, Dwight, I do need more questions, though. So if you could, uh, you know, just give me about four or five to refresh my list. You girl. That would be I'll good. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, of course you can get your hoodies and goodies at mm-hmm. 8750creatorspring.com. That's where uh, you can buy your wonderful merchandise. Um, a couple of designs I drew myself of the Yeti and of the mountain and mm-hmm. the true crime duck. Yes. Actual true crime, not true crime duck, but actual true crime duck. Um, and I would appreciate it because I love seeing my stuff out and about. Someday I'm going to be like, you know that you see that that person over there with that shirt? I did that. And you know why I did that? Because there's this awesome podcast called 8750 out there that you you need to listen to. Yes. Um, yeah. And if you haven't bought something boners, um what's wrong with you? Boners. <laughs> yeah. Get on it. I, I mean, it's a mug. Like, I go, you don't have to drink out of it. It's it's a tumbler. I love my tumbler. Um, I'm not really, like, a fan of drinking coffee out of it, but it is the bomb diggity for, like, iced water or iced coffee or, um, like, hot stuff. I, I should say I'm not a fan of drinking hot stuff out of it. And that's mostly because I'm super slow at the proper way of drinking out of these things. I end up burning half my face off. Oh, um, no. Oh, <clears throat> well, I, I love mine. I got the the one of the mountains that you drew. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. And I drink coffee out of it. It's great. It's yeah, it's probably just the way I drink coffee, because I think it's because I drink it so super hot that, you know, like I go to take a drink and I'm so tentative because you don't I don't know when it's going to hit my lips and I'm just anticipating that. And then when it finally does, I'm like, I splash it all over myself. Um, well yeah you know it's it's a me thing it's not a tumbler thing so please order the tumbler drink coffee out of it drink tea out of it drink water out of it drink whatever you drink out of it it's awesome and then when people ask you about that cool yeti or mountain or just the 8750 you'd be like tell them about the podcast it's a a perfect like um icebreaker right it's true it is um so when do we see you on 8750 next, Kelsey? Monday? Uh, probably on Monday. Yep. This uh, Well, actually, we have an episode coming out on free feeds tomorrow. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Um, yep. Make and sure to check that out. Check that out. Rate it on Good Pods. And um, the next time we will record will be on Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're Mrs. Monday night. They, I, I'm calling you Mrs. Monday night. I love that. Yes. Oh, I can call you that. Oh, did I cut <laughs> out again? No, you were good. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, Miss Kelsey, I had an absolutely outstanding time talking Me to too. you. I, I can't wait for you to come back on. I it, The conversation just flowed like 
like we've known each other forever forever it was a blast thank you for having me you're welcome and thank you for telling your stories i appreciate them our fans appreciate or our <laughs> i don't thank think 8750 would be the same without you oh uh, thank you you're welcome i don't think 8750 would be the same without any of the current people i just but that's just me i love you all i, I agree if any just just became a lost friend and it wouldn't be the same without people like you putting your heart and soul into the merch and the clips and the videos and this podcast 8751 flight of the boners it's flight awesome. of the boners with that we are going to sign off and our sign off is uh fly hard boners so fly hard boners and have fly a hard night. boners <laughs> bye